Welcome back to Growth Colony, Australia's B2B growth podcast. I'm Alex Hipwell with XGrowth, your co-host for this podcast, where you'll hear from B2B executives and sales and marketing roles on the newest and most effective strategies and tactics in the B2B space. Now, let's dive right into this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another show. I'm Shaheen Hoda with XGrowth, and today I'm talking to Natalie Mendes, the head of account-based marketing at SaaS about how Natalie and the SaaS team's account-based marketing strategy has changed and transformed because of COVID in the past few months. On that note, let's dive in. Natalie, thanks for joining us. Shaheen, and thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Always uh, looking forward to talking you, to you about ABM. <laughs> no, thank you so much for, uh, for being here. It's, it's, uh, uh, ABM is, is, a, is a passion topic of mine, so every single time mm-hmm. we have someone who, who we're going to have a... Uh, chat about ABM, it gets a, uh, it gets, we get into the nitty gritty and, and totally nerd out on it. Um, yeah. But uh, now, look, for those who might not be familiar with yourself or might have been under a rock and don't know about SaaS, mm-hmm. can you give us a quick background and uh, an intro? Sure. So Natalie Mendes, my role at SAS currently is looking at implementing the account-based marketing strategy, not just within Asia Pacific, but I'm also leading um, a global council where we are using a framework taken from some, uh, some agencies where we pretty much focus on our large strategic accounts but in recent years, we're looking to scale that capability. It's been a journey to implement ABM, uh, but we've been meeting our goals all the way. Now, ABM at SAS, who is SAS? SAS is one of uh, the largest privately owned software companies. And really, if I was to explain it just in a couple of words, we're all about data and analytics, artificial intelligence. And um, while we've been around for 44 years, we we are the pioneers in that space. And you'll notice that there's a lot of new companies coming up in the, the world of artificial intelligence and machine learning. But um, I can confidently and passionately say that we, we've been around for a long time and we know our stuff and we're, we're the leader in this space. So very proud to be part of it and implementing account-based marketing there. I love it. I love it. And, and you mentioned that uh, you're with account-based marketing and SaaS, you've kind of been doing strategic and now you're looking at moving to scale, which is always a very interesting transition of, you know, previously saying, you know what, well, we're really targeting 50 accounts, but now how can we, you know, to some degree expand that level of personalization to maybe a thousand accounts to 2000 mm-hmm. accounts. So that's an interesting journey. And, and I, the one that I'm very, uh, would love to uh, follow and, and see how it goes. But before we maybe go deeper into that, can you maybe tell us a little bit about how you define ABM at SAS? Yeah, sure. And I know, Shaheen, you're aware that there's lots of different types of definitions out there about ABM. Um, and especially with organisations that focus on, I suppose, the large scale ABM, it, it's like 
let's just target everyone. Uh, the, the way we define ABM and our definitions come from ITSMA, we follow their framework and um, their methodology. So that's one of the assets that we use. But we define it as really focusing on building relationships where it counts, having a reputation with our brand that's significant to that account and making sure that we can help drive revenue and pipeline. So if I was going to say, you know, define it as what it's not, it's it, there's an interesting uh, slide that I sometimes say is if your customer is experiencing the same message as everyone else, then it's not ABM. It's going to be highly personalised and customised to that particular account. And our focus at SAS the last few years has been just on strategic accounts where we treat each account as a market of in their own, making sure that we truly understand what the business imperatives are of our customer to make sure we can help them on their journey, solve the problems that they need to. Our mantra is make sure that we can support the customer where it counts and, yeah, really do the deep dive on strategic stuff. Now, in saying that, while we've gone through that journey, we are looking to expand and scale our capabilities and ABM to more accounts. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, the, the concept of looking at one account as your complete market, not, not from a company stand, standpoint, but from a marketing campaign standpoint, it's a, it's a very fascinating one, right? Treating, treating that one account as, uh, as, as if you, you know, your whole marketing campaign depends on that account makes it turns into some very interesting campaigns hey it's alex from x growth i just wanted to take a moment to tell you about the growth colony slack channel do you ever find yourself stuck with a b2b problem need a second opinion on your next campaign or looking for some feedback on that piece of martech you're thinking to purchase well that's why we created the growth colony slack channel this Slack channel is like a small dinner party where you get to meet and mingle with B2B professionals, hear what others are doing and keep up to date with the latest B2B trends and news. You'll also get access to a range of exclusive content from our podcasts, webinars and events. The best thing about it, it's all free. If this sounds interesting, head over to growthcolony.org forward slash Slack and sign up. That's growthconny.org forward slash slack. Now, obviously COVID has hit us and there has always, uh, everybody has, has had to change and, and adjust. You know, there's been a lot of, before COVID, we had certain tools in the, in the toolbox of events and travel and in-person face-to-face component, direct mail, those are some of the things that are not as readily available now as they used to be. But I'd love to get an understanding of how did ABM look like at SAS before the pandemic? What were you doing <laughs> and what was some of the some of the campaigns that you were running? Yeah, um, good question. Interesting one. Every, everything looks bright and great just before the pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, one of our key criteria is to make sure that we have our, our following year's plan ready to deliver by, you know, December 2019. So 
we're all set to go <laughs> for, the, for 2020. But of course, it's, it's nothing like a, a good pandemic to, to change the way you need to rethink and reimagine. Be, yeah, so before the pandemic, we had, we, had, we had a good account-based marketing plan globally. We knew where we were heading with certain accounts that we'd selected. And really our main driver for 2020 was to be able to scale to more accounts. And while we're still trying to do that, it's just some of our tactics and activities and programs have definitely had to be, and I'm going to say reimagined, <laughs> to, still <laughs> and, to, to still try and deliver and get the same results that we set ourselves, the same goals we set ourselves at the start of the year. Gotcha. So how did it look like beforehand? Like, you know, can you give us some example of campaigns that you're running? Um, so we were looking at doing like highly personalised direct mail pieces, which included things like video brochures on value propositions that were relevant and key to certain stakeholders within a, a company. Mm. Of course, direct mail is great when you know that your customer is going to be sitting at their office and you can easily send a parcel to the office because <laughs> right. they will get it. But everyone's working from home now and, uh, you know, people don't want to give out their own personal addresses and details while they're working from home. So, you know, the, the per- highly personalised direct mail pieces had to be rethought. You know, it was hard. We had to put a hold on that. There were personalised webinars that we wanted to run for each customer. That hasn't changed too much because we can see there's been an explosion in webinars which is probably going to be too much noise to run for customers because they, they're just probably bombarded with webinars. But also just um, having bespoke roundtables, advisory boards that are relevant to those customers and also topics. So, for example, things around um, customer intelligence, intelligent decisioning, artificial intelligence in our, with our new roadmap and our new um, cloud capability that we're offering. All those in-person events <laughs> or bespoke virtual, oh, sorry, those bespoke in-person events have had to pretty much all be cancelled and reimagined and rethought of. Right, right. Jeez, and, and yeah, and in a pretty short period of time, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I think it, it, it sort of has made everyone realise how much we, we probably weren't ready for that whole digital explosion. <laughs> yeah, even, even yeah, you're right. Even companies who claim to be all digital and, and all, you know, up to speed with, uh, with, with the new trends, you know, they, they even had challenges, you know, really working with this, uh, with the pandemic and, and, uh, and adjusting to it. Mm. So, Look, it's interesting, you know, so direct mail was a big, big piece from what you and the team were, were leveraging and events were, were a big piece. So how has these changed? I mean, one of the things you mentioned is, uh, is looking at webinars, but how have things changed now in terms of your strategy for, for, uh, for the market? Yeah, well, it's been really important to, I suppose, take a step back and really understand how people are feeling in in the times that we're in. Uh, you know, everyone's got their own 
stresses working from home. And um, if you're a parent, you'll understand the homeschooling thing has been quite <laughs> quite interesting and uh, probably a bit of a struggle for the people that are working full time and still trying to do that. So from a global marketing perspective, we've had to make sure that we aren't bombarding people with just marketing messages around selling software or services. We really, we, we have to be empathetic of everyone's current needs and the situation they're in. The approach in marketing in general is to, to look at things with empathy. Within ABM, we, we've realised, and, and I have to use this as an example, that when the pandemic hit and we were told that we aren't allowed to go in to meet customers, there's no in-person events, pretty much 2020 got cancelled for marketing. <laughs> Um, and we, we, we thought, oh dear, uh, I felt the, I suppose I had empathy for our sales team because their main tools are to, to go out and meet for a coffee with the customer and have a chat to them about, you know, their, their needs and all that had to stop. So we had to think about, well, how can we start making sure one, that we stay connected with our customers on an empathetic level? given their current situation and we're all in that space how can we still engage them though but in that time make sure we can excite and delight them as well to 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 make sure that you know during this pandemic we don't completely lose touch because i think if we don't stay connected and in touch in in six months time They'll forget you. Or That's go, right. Why, why didn't you think about me six months ago? Or your competitor will come in and be smart and grab their attention. <laughs> yeah, it's a constant share of voice, right? If you, if you all of a sudden drop it from your end and your share of voice in the market drops, mm. then somebody else is going to pick that up. So how are you going about and, and making sure that there is that that you you keep that fire going yeah yeah so without giving away too many secrets yeah no, that's fine oh, sharing you, can share. <laughs> um, you know of course making sure that we're still very aligned with the sales team yeah. because the sales team definitely need to make sure that they're still connected with their customers we've been seeing some great stuff in the market where direct mail is still possible in these times. And so if you, um, and again, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I can't, but there is still the possibility to offer care packages to your customers that you want to stay connected with and make sure that they're still on top of, um, you know, the, the program that we've set for them. So I I probably would say, <laughs> and you know me, Shaheen, I believe in direct mail. If it's used well, it does work well. I feel that direct mail is not dead during COVID. <laughs> it's still working well. It's just how you how you go about doing it. Gotcha. That's that's a that's a really interesting because a lot of people have that perception, right? That um, okay, we can't do direct mail anymore. Um, but it's 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 awesome to know that there are definitely strategies to leverage. Um, mm, yeah, I know that you know there there are ways that a you can you can virtual um, virtual gifts are definitely um, one way that I've come across and uh, and companies are leveraging. But also asking for if somebody wants to 
get the gift at their home or they want to donate an equivalent of that to a charity. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and there's been all the strategies that, uh, yeah. that I think I've, I've seen in terms of, um, uh, some delivery uh, companies that would kind of go to a co- go to an office, and if the person is not there, they would kind of take that package and then um, get the home address and deliver it to home if if that person is is fine with it. So um, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's some there's definitely some interesting ways to go about it. Now, Natalie, what do you think? What do you think is in store? for for SAS in the next couple of months like what are you looking at you know what are you keeping a close eye on mm. and also you know how do you think your marketing your approach to ABM and marketing is going to be impacted in the next uh in the next few months mm. um well I thought that so, so I'm based obviously here in Melbourne and I thought that we were coming out of this pandemic and going back to normal hopefully quite soon where we could start doing um, some meetups with customers. But as you know, we're in complete lockdown again for six weeks. So um, while we were throwing ideas around virtual breakfasts and virtual cocktail functions, that kind of stuff we need to bring back um, in terms of the planning because um, and I, I will share this example. Uh, we had a our sales team that was running a um, a virtual workshop with a customer. And typically when you run workshops with customers on site, you know, you, you do provide some breakfasts and maybe some collateral and things to go with it as well. But because this was virtual, everyone was sitting at their home and it was, it was a small group, so the numbers worked well. I said, well, why don't you try and make it as, as real as possible by asking them, what they would like during this workshop for breakfast. So it was a breakfast workshop. And if they are happy, if they give us the name of their local cafe that they want to support during lockdown and they give us their order, we will go and get Uber Eats to pretty much, we we put an Uber Eats order in and have the meal delivered to them 10 minutes before the workshop starts. Very simple, basic idea. Uh, Without any hesitation, those customers threw me their personal details, their order and the cafe they wanted to support it and they loved it. And apparently the first 10 minutes of the, the workshop was talking about what they were all having for breakfast. That's so, so um, cool. So from, a, I suppose, a, a sales and customer relationship perspective, it, it broke down those formal barriers which you want to do when you're doing workshops. I think you don't want to have to look like you purely selling you just want to just make it casual and formal and one of the metrics of the ABM is to build that trust and relationship and reputation and again small idea easily executed but a big impact with being able to you know build that trust relationship and follow-up strategies I love that I love that and that's you know that's always a uh, a a that that physical touch it's just it's very hard to beat it when when somebody's sitting down there and they're having breakfast <laughs> the breakfast that you got them at their home it's it's a very intimate feeling and and um i think it's very interesting to to take that approach that's a great example then and it's well it's you know it's exciting delighting and you know playing back on the empathy you're working from home we understand um so he's 
something to enjoy while you're part of, you know, thanks for your time at the workshop. Um, and that, that's just one small example that we trialled and we thought, oh, this has got some good feedback. But globally, um, you know, there's some great ideas coming out of the regions where they're looking at doing wine and cheese tasting virtual events as part of a, um, you know, strategy workshop they'll do with their customers. <laughs> um there's some really cool ideas about hiring a chef and doing a class online with ingredients, but then tying it back to our topic and theme of a value prop that we want to get um, to the customer. So that would be interesting. So the mm-hmm. chef is is talking about how to make a beautiful lasagna, and uh, and you, I, I would love to see that of how you tie in analytics with a lasagna. <laughs> Um, that's <laughs> well I, I've seen something similar years ago that Sus did was around um, the, the ingredients for success you know so you can tie it into a cooking. Ooh. Yeah, so again given that we're in lockdown I think you know lots of people around the world are in their wave two part of the pandemic we have to we have to be confident that we can do this stuff and in being able to, to run these types of virtual, fun events you are building trust and relationship with your customers your reputation is and brand is being recognized and ultimately i think the the other side of it is the fact that we're still supporting the local economies as well Mm. which is what i'm passionate that's why i'm like you choose your local cafe that you want to support and let's support them through these yeah no i love it i love it that's that's um that's really good now Natalie, that, those are most of the questions that I had. Before we wrap it up, um, yeah. is there anything that you think we didn't cover and you think listeners would, would gain value from with regards to ABM, you know, what was happening before, what's happening now, what's working now? Do you think there's anything that I kind of missed? Yeah, I don't think you've missed it. I think uh, a topic for another discussion, um, and you know that I've always focused initially on large accounts, strategic accounts, but going forward, um, how can we start scaling what we do with just a few accounts to more accounts and, um, you know, things around, uh, and I, I talk about the ITSMA methodology and framework, the first two steps of um, the process is doing deep research and gathering those customer insights and getting the stakeholder profiles. That's a lot of tedious work for, um, you know, a resource to do. And I think, I think covering off the process of what's involved in ABM, it's not just all about running events and doing tactical campaigns. <laughs> there is a big approach behind the whole concept of ABM but in saying that I think um, Shaheen you you might have another session on what are the steps in ABM because the first two steps are probably the the biggest where I know personally I need support and help from you know agencies like yourself to to get us good results. Yeah yeah I mean you're right the research is a is a big component um in in abm and and if you don't get that information if you don't get that insights right and uh and and everything falls apart right and the other but then the the next step is all right how can we generate hypotheses and how can we um and then turn those hypotheses into into campaigns Mm -hmm. right yeah and i think in a lot of situations when you look at scaling an abm you got to be very careful in terms of the resources that you spend because Previously, you didn't necessarily need 
as much. You definitely need a process uh, and systems for, um, for, for a strategic ABM, but they were not as crucial when it comes to scale ABM. Because mm-hmm. scale ABM, you can very easily, things can, can get out of hand and, and you can spend all of a sudden a lot of money on accounts where, uh, where you shouldn't be because you're targeting a lot more accounts. And, and if you do that, all of a sudden you, you have a much narrower focus uh, mm-hmm. on the number of accounts you're going after. So what I've, what I've seen is, is, um, is having the proper system, systemizing the process is very crucial mm-hmm. um, to, to drive costs down. And, uh, and, and being able to target that, you know, 200 accounts that you want to go after, 500 yeah. accounts that you want to go after, that uh, it's not all manual work and, uh, and you know, human touch, basically. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's definitely a very interesting topic to, to look at how, you sc- how do you scale your ABM uh, approach. And, uh, and thank you very much for that, uh, for that uh, title idea for, mm-hmm. for another podcast or a webinar. So I'll, I'll definitely take that on board. Now, Natalie, if anybody wants to reach out or want to connect with you, want to know more about yourself or, or SaaS, what's the best way for them to do so? Sure. Um, well, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So just connect with me on there and send me a, a message and I will respond and looking forward to connect because it is a passion of mine and you know I I won't say I am the expert I'm always learning and I love to hear from others about what they do and um, brainstorm ideas as well well Natalie I always enjoy our conversations and totally nerd out on our (laughs) ABM chats so uh, thanks a lot for joining uh, joining me on this episode thanks Shaheen Hey, it's Alex again from X-Growth. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It would really help get the word out to other B2B professionals. If you're hungry for more B2B content, make sure to join our Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack, where we share the latest B2B news tactics, tips, and chat about problems we're facing in the B2B space and find solutions together. That's growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode.